wasn't out there. Keys um, just get pucked deep, you know, play the corners hard, and see if good things will happen for us. Yo! What's up, boys? We're back. Just dishing at 92, like we never left. Um, wow, where do we start? <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? How's it been? Not bad. Busy as ever. Obviously, that's contributed to our uh, little hiatus. I think everyone in the group has been on the same thing. Yeah. Tutor on, our on tax season. <laughs> yeah, continued hiatus. Tutor is just the guy. The guy's ready to go. I can see it. Um, but yeah, Derek, I actually panicked too when I first jumped on. I was like, no, I just started growing my hair out. And he fucking cut his. And then I was like, wait, it's no, back. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It back. It's just yeah, pulled back. Like, yeah. And then I'm sitting here like, I'm thinking as I'm walking up to the shop, I'm like, shit, I'm going to, I could make so many Forrest Gump jokes right now because the last time everyone saw me, the beard was shorter. There's no hair sticking out. And I'm like the scene where he's done with the walk or the run. <laughs> he pops off the bridge. <laughs> um, but anyways, Toots, what's been going on with you, man? You're looking dapper as usual. Just been crazy, yeah. Can I ask uh, you something really quick, though? Yeah, did what's you, up? Did you put a collar on just because you were putting with your Scotty Cameron waiting to start the episode? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> first of all, first of all, gotta gotta show the respect uh, for the game. Uh, but no, ultimately, <laughs> it was busy day. I was driving all around town today. Couple couple on sites, which is always fun. You know, mm. meeting with clients at their place of business, so that I'm not stuck at my desk all day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And then I got home and was working on those pesky uh, three to four foot putts that I couldn't seem to jar in Florida a few weeks ago. So Man. yeah, the, the boys been to Florida a couple of us here. I know Derek's got his adventures still on the horizon for the most part. Um, how was Florida though? How how was the golfing down there? Because when, I, when we were in Florida, I obviously didn't get a chance to, to swing a club. So I was living through yeah. you, buddy. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was fun. It was cool. It's a group of guys. We've done it the last two years. We go down on a Thursday. We get off the plane, grab our rental car, go straight to the course, play 18 Thursday afternoon, 36 Friday, 36 Saturday, fly home Sunday morning. It's so fucking rock star. All, all business. Saturday yeah. night, we ended uh, a steakhouse. Mm. Run up a big old tab and uh, and play the credit card game. Time. Uh, it didn't do that. We just split mm. it up, uh, gentlemen. But, uh, like gentlemen. Yeah, no, it's it's a blast. It's always fun. I got another trip coming up here in uh, May, so a few months out from that one. But going down to Pinehurst to tee it up. So, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, gonna get gonna get you're gonna get schooled by that course or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're playing there, and then we're gonna play Tobacco Road as well. Oh my god. Uh, so Guys, that's just a that's, a that's a a wonderful trip but also like seriously demoralizing trip to your game because those are two like uh, like oh, depends on which pinehurst course i guess you play right yeah it won't be number two uh you have to stay <laughs> you have to stay on the property to play number two from what i understand but um mm. yeah it'll be one of the, one of their courses we'll play tobacco road we'll mix in a couple other ones got lucky um a buddy of ours, his parents have a house down there and basically just said, hey, you guys can stay. Uh, so we're excited about that trip. But yeah, it's weird, too, because golf trips and, and you went on yours to Carolina last year, Derek. And like it's one of mm -hmm. those things, right, where it's almost 
it's fun, but it's also frustrating because when you live in West, Western New York and you're pretty much shut down for half the year unless you get some time in a simulator. Or well, especially this golf, year with the, yeah, the domes are down. Right. That's what I was just I have the one domes to. back up, though. But it's not open yet, right? Uh, so, like, so like before, the, before the trip, we had nowhere to really practice. I didn't get any sim time in. Um, so it's like you're enjoying being out there, but it's also frustrating because you know you're not playing your best golf when, you know, it's mm-hmm. – end of january and you haven't touched a club since august uh yeah or september so uh yeah it's, i mean you it's had you, you had to have been hurting a little bit too i mean i know that the first couple of rounds of the year for me are always like i'm real sore the day afterwards like dude honestly feel, just I felt, feel it in the I in the chest great. i felt great and i actually got into such a nice rhythm and it was like it was exactly what you thought would happen where it was like I was crushing tee shots down the middle, hitting fairways, playing honestly better off the tee than I have in a couple of years. Mm. Uh, but then it's like you get around the green and there's just no gators. Touch. Well, there's gators too, but there's just no touch, right? It's like, you know, you hit, you hit a chip shot that you think is nice. You're either short, you're long. You just, you have no feel. It's just that, but you know, got them there. got them butter knives out yeah but i don't know i mean you know i i need i need to get out there a little bit more this year is the conclusion i've come to so a uh, little little more on course content with uh the three of us and uh sweet billy boy hopefully coming this year yeah it's an excellent segue too because i wanted to mention um we have we have a new guy billy so he's going to be helping us out um more facetime from him coming up as things progress here with our uh, – because a lot of this time, too, just for everyone to know listening, um, we have been trying. We only wanted to be off through the new year. And then for some reason, new year turns and all our schedules just exploded. We've been trying like crazy. But in the times where we knew we weren't going to be able to, to get an episode out, we've, we have been taking the time to do some planning and the next phase of this this podcast and, and our plans for that. And there's – going to be a lot of exciting stuff to come on that so stay tuned for that i promise we weren't just slacking off um just ignoring you guys not putting out our weekly episode but um yeah more to come on that so stay tuned there just want to make sure we just, get that out of the way just focused in other areas of uh the brand and our own yes. our own personal uh personal lives obviously uh we <clears throat> want to deliver the highest quality content as possible so you know we mm-hmm. didn't want to rush anything and I think the bigger, the bigger, better plans are going to work themselves out for 2023. Speaking of high quality content, Derek. Yes, sir. The shit that you've been pumping out at Legacy House right now. Some, yes. of, these, some, of, the, some of these ads I've been seeing that you've been putting together. Am I allowed to talk about who you work with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. So, so Thin Man, one, one of the clients over there at Legacy House that you've been – Busting it. Uh, Shout out to their, Thin Man. A lot of their yeah. product shoots. Excellent beer. Excellent Just company. Top notch oh, yeah. Buffalo Brewery. Um, one of my fa- one of my favorites. I mean that. Yeah. I mean obviously I work with them. They're one of my favorites. But um, no, I mean I I grew up when I was at you know living around the Canisius area. Um, I would ride my bike over to Thin Man. So like mm-hmm. that was the, that was the brewery I I frequented. Um, and uh, it's just nice now knowing getting to work with them. Um, 
and doing bigger things and better things for them too. Yeah, so, what's, what's that process like? Cause I kind of been meaning to ask you that as you know, you've been working on it. Like, did they basically just bring over to the studio a bunch of their new beers and then just let you run or do they have ideas that they go with? No, we have, I mean, we have, full monthly meetings. Uh, we, we strategize which beers and, you know, what we want to take care of. We also cover their live events whenever they have events at the brewery. Um, they're right now working on a renovation. So we're working on content for that. Um, we're pretty much just their go-to. Um, we, they handle a lot of stuff in-house social media wise, but um, we, uh, we produce the little bit higher higher um, quality content, um, studio stuff, uh, a lot of beer releases, uh, product shoots and photos. Um, it's been a real fun journey. Uh, I'm learning a lot. I mean, shout out to legacy house owner, Adam Kellerman for, uh, obviously helping me out with, you know, a lot of that. And he takes the reins on it. You know, we bounce ideas off each other, but yeah, it's a real collaborative process between the thin man group and us. Um, but they're really great. They let us run wild with ideas. Um, they just kind of give us the stepping stool and the beer and the product. And we have our, we have a ball with it. It's real fun. Yeah. yeah. Adam's the best, isn't he, man? Oh my God. That guy. Um, yeah. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to talk to him again. Next yeah. Time we, we got, that's going to, we be definitely fun. are going to have to get him on. Um, we've also Future been, plans involved. Future yes. Plans yeah. Involved. We've also been, um, we've been constructing a podcast studio over here. Um, I've been heading, heading the podcast studio. Uh, we're still in the beginning, early stages of it, but uh, it's been my little brainchild and give you a little uh, hint towards our 2023 plans. So <laughs> but, stay um, tuned folks. Stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been fun. Um, Usually this time of year is, I mean, like, like Benny said, we've all been busy. Um, usually this time of year for us content creators is like, you kind of recoup, do your own thing, work on your own content. You know, uh, client work doesn't come as often, but I mean, the studio has been rolling and we haven't, we've barely been able to breathe. It's been, yeah, it's like been good. It's holiday lull, right? Like that never really yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually like right until like ta- usually just tax season. It yeah. just ha- happens. People don't have as much to throw around to marketing and stuff. And usually we just kind of are more quiet. But this year that is not the case, and we we love it. It's we definitely can't complain about it. So definitely all all good all good problems that we're having. All good yeah, right. problems. Busy busy is a good problem to have. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I um I had something else I wanted to ask Derek, but it'll come back to me. Um, yeah, I mean I feel like too because like when we last talked, boys, right? We were heading into the national title game for college football. So that that was like right when we last we were giving out the bowl picks and stuff. Yeah, but it's but not like there was much, not much to we, talk about about that. Yeah, <laughs> was, we got we got the uh, yeah I know right. So we kind of sixty five seven or something. Yeah, like. That was almost like in a weird way for that little segment we were doing through the fall. It worked out for like our break where it just kind of like that ended. And it just the yeah. way it ended was hilarious. Um, yeah. Man, but what a season. Bounce back next year is all we can say, boys, at the end of the I wanna, day. I want to say that my boys in blue would have put up a way better fight than, yeah. uh, than the Horned Frogs. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? There's the next year, man, next year. There's always next year. That's uh, how the Michigan it, way is. Dude, because 
it's I've, that tide's changing. Maybe it's uh, the the rejuvenation with the Sabers that I'm feeling a little bit. Not so much lately because uh, I think they're starting to really feel that expectation a little bit. You know, we didn't uh, even uh, and we we paused right before the uh, lovely massive Buffalo blizzard. Yeah, right oh, before that's it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was nuts. I was that would have been cool if we just did a nice long uh, just. This, um if we did like a nice long just podcast where we were just stuck inside in the blizzard just drinking just <laughs> betting whatever we were doing a, mar- a marathon a marathon pod yeah just to see who quit, who tapped out first for bragging rights for the for the remainder of the year till the next blizzard i should say <laughs> um oh but yeah i don't think we can deal with another one of those no nah, that was a shit show um obviously too everyone listening hope y'all stayed safe and everything like that. Um, tough situation for a lot of people, but, um, you know, on the upswing again, um, it was like 55 today, but then it's going to get really yeah. cold next week. So that's going to be great. Um, but yeah, um, for me at least, um, a lot of, you know, people probably saw it. we got to go down to Fort Lauderdale for the all-star game. We'll, we'll squad trip. Most of the boys were here. Um, I know Tudor, you were, we kind of bookend it when when you were in Florida there. So, um, and then Derek obviously with all you got going on. Um, but it's, fun, it's most, funny we all like we all flip flopped all star games. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. The guys the guys that didn't make it out yeah. made it out this time, and the guys that didn't make it out last time yeah. did not. I mean, sorry, the guy yeah the guys that made it out last time yeah. did not make it out. <laughs> yeah, like the last four of us there. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, it was. It was a really special weekend. We had a blast, Um, you know, hustled lots of awesome networking. Um, I'm sure there's going to be episodes where we talk to, you know, Maddie, Nick, Hop for uh, all the boys and go over it at a later date as we get into the year, as we really start rolling like normal. But um, uh, some of the stuff that the stories that will come out from that, just all time stuff, Um, some of the networking we were able to do, the content we got, it was great. Um, and it was cold as shit in Buffalo when we were there too. So that was, that was pretty good. We, we, we picked a good time to get down there. Um, boys had a blast, uh, small little, uh, little vid outbreak from, uh, from Florida, but you know, whatever <laughs> it happens. Boys, but, yeah. The boys, uh, the boys Dude, got there was, hit. Uh, there was, since he's sitting over here, there was, there was one that was awesome though. I mean, we come back from the bar one night, um, when we first got there and, Super bad was like 20 minutes in and me and Hopford look at each other. And we're like, yes. And we just had an absolute blast in the hotel room, just laughing at the fucking super bad movie. It was coming down from the, the boozing we were doing. Um, man, it just the, it's the little stuff like that with the trips, you know? I mean, obviously all the networking we did, which I won't bore everybody with, but like uh, the, all that stuff was amazing. And then just to have the, the fun, you know, the, the dinners and shit like that was, was awesome. So you, you love getting the trip in with the fellas. Um, Toronto next year, though. I mean, that, one, that one's oh. going to be something. It's going to be one, uh, one, no travel issues for us, right? It's a quick two hour. And two hour until drive. gets stopped at the border. You know, yeah. I, I just want to throw it out there as a public service. The guy at the border there. saw Hopford play in junior, and he didn't kill a penalty yeah, good, right. so he hates his guts. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> just public public service announcement for anything coming up here for people that don't know, because Hopford's one of those guys. He's not in front of the camera. 
and he thinks that he's not good at that stuff, he might legitimately be the funniest guy in the group, and people don't know that and need to <laughs> yep. realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just incredible. Okay, we're gonna, we, we got plans for that too. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. And to add, uh, the boys, um, not uh, not all of us, but a small you know small group of us also went up to Toronto earlier this year. Yes, for the, uh, that was the thing I was going to ask you about earlier. Yeah, oh Thank the the good old yeah. Carnegie Initiative. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an incredible experience to be a part of. Um, shout out to Maddie uh, for having me along and some of the other boys. Uh, it was a real awesome seminar uh it was a w- weekend long seminar uh the carnegie initiative for those who don't know it is the nhl's grassroot uh program um for their underprivileged and uh just spreading the game of hockey in growing the, the uh growing the game in the smaller communities that don't have access to hockey um it was really a really powerful thing to hear um talking about grassroots, um, getting back to basics and focusing on the 99 percentile of hockey players rather than the 1%, the 1% being the players that go pro and, you know, make the upper, you know, play upper juniors college. Uh, it was just really, it was really cool to hear. Um, obviously being someone from that 99%, uh, it's just, it was really great to hear, uh, how they plan on giving back uh, and how they're trying to grow uh, the sport. All It was just, it was so crazy to hear how much uh, the Canadian, you know, the Canadian people love the game and how much they believe in the game as not just a sport, but as something that can bring, you know, Canadian citizens and, you know, anyone that plays the game together through, you know, teamwork and uh, creating a, you know, a common goal just as much, you know, uh, and applying it to uh, the real world. So it was yeah. a really cool, really cool seminar. Met some really awesome people. We uh, uh, got the skate skins in front of some, you know, in front of people who have never seen it before, just trying to spread the word of skate skins also. And uh, a lot of people were really impressed. And it was it was a fun weekend. We got to, um, got to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. They had um, their award ceremony inside of the Hockey Hall of Fame, got to walk around in there, uh, see all the really cool things, do all of the uh, all the activities that they had inside of there, all while, you know, kind of like a black tie affair. So it was kind of cool to be there uh, during that. Yeah. And got to see the Stanley Cup, you know, face-to-face. It's my second time seeing it. Uh, it was really cool to just see all the names on it and everything, took a picture with it. Did not touch it. Did not touch that. But uh, it was it was cool. It was it was a real blast. Um, and I'm really excited for it's just a glimpse into Toronto next year. You know, yeah, um, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna have a real good t- time. Are you gonna touch it in Toronto next year? Eh, probably not. Probably if, not. If the Sabers I'm, I'm, are ahead I'm, of I'm, the Leafs in the standings, will you? Yeah. No. There you no, go. No. No. Derek's got it. No, you can't. I just, I Scooter can go. You can go ahead and touch it, buddy. I'm gonna, I, just, I think, I think, they, I think, I don't know. I think anyone can, right? Like, if we're fans, like, I get why players don't touch it that either didn't win it as a player or are still playing and haven't won it yet. But the way I look at it is like, me touching it doesn't mean shit. Like, I'm not, no, getting, I know. I'm, it's just, I'm superstitious. Yeah, like I'm not getting called up from my half a point a game in Harbor Center Silver <laughs> League, like to the show anytime soon. I mean, 
Not with you know, that attitude. Yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe if uh, you know, maybe if maybe if the boys start banking them off my skates and into the net, uh, you know, oh, rack, yeah. up, rack up the goals for me. But uh, no, I mean that's that's how I look at it. It's like who cares, right? Um, I'm I'm kind of like that too, but it's it's again what Derek said that superstition that it's not that like. I'm not going to touch it because that means I won't win it. It's like, I already know I ain't going to win it. I view myself, it's through the Sabres. I don't want to ruin anything from, for them. They, they do enough on their own sometimes over these past 12 years and all these management turnover. So now, now that Kevin Adams is in there slinging. I, w- I will say. Vibe. I, I, <clears throat> vibes up. Sa- Sabres win it and we somehow magically get invited to a cup party. I'll by all means, I'll touch that thing. I no think, problem. I think I'll be bringing Captain Crunch and milk and eating fucking bowl of cereal out of that thing if the Sabers win it. And we're at a cup party. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I think we're very dangerously close to a heated Buffalo debate <clears throat> on Kevin Adams versus Brandon Bean, who's actually a better GM. Yeah. Because I think, we, I think first, we need a little bit of a little bit more time with I think Kevin we, Adams. I think we need yes. a little more time with Adams. But some of the moves he's been making are good, and I think uh, you know, you know, Bills Bills fans are starting to think with Bean, it's like you know, one of those things like he's fine, but like maybe he's not the man. After this year, it's it. already it's already yeah, starting because I don't the, know. the draft's three months away, but everybody's talking about like hey, he hasn't drafted that well, you know, and yep. all this stuff, the middle rounds or whatever. So. He's not going anywhere. Maybe. If coaches aren't if he if coaches aren't going anywhere, then no, he's but, not going anywhere. But hey, Sabres Sabres are about to be the new big bad team in town, so we'll see. I, hey, hey, I it's that's a it's tough compar- too, it's a tough comparison because like yeah. the key with hockey is like finding that young core and locking them up for a long time, whereas football is like that player could come to you next season, you know, like a Stefan Diggs or yeah. something like that, you know, yeah. like, whereas like hockey, if you don't have that, that core built from drafting and uh, bringing players up from, uh, from the AHL and stuff, you, you're just not going to have a complete team. Um, an NFL team can hide behind its starters. Um, a hockey team. I don't think can a hockey team has yeah. to be a full, a full lineup from top to bottom. That's what the rebuild's taking so long, I think. This ties right in with that, what you just said, Derek. And that's why, I, like you said, football, you get a quarterback. Look with the Bills with Josh Allen. Once Josh Allen figured it out. Yeah, that's, that's night, what night and day. Yeah, that's night and day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we're where we're at. We're, it's the season ended as a disappointment for the Bills, and they're still second in the odds next year for Super Bowl right now. They yeah, they were yeah, plus 850 right behind yeah. the Chiefs. Yep. And so it's one of those things, man. Um, I don't know. I, I do agree with you though, Tudor. It's, it's, it can come up. I think in comparison of longevity, I think Kevin Adams is creating a better longevity than Brandon Bean. I mean, I just like that, but well, that conscious, no, cause it's an interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's great. No, I think, we we I want think it's just for the fucking pot. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think it's just one of those things, right? That everyone, when when someone comes in, they see some early success, and it's like, oh, like let's you know crown this guy the next great GM. Like he's doing this, that, whatever. And then you know, three, four years down the line, you're like, actually, 
You know, he kind of didn't do that much on his own where then you look at like a Kevin Adams where he's coming in and it's like, all right, he's locking up some of these young guys. He's seems to not be afraid to take a risk. Right. I mean, that Tage Thompson deal looks genius now locking him up before the season he had. Can you imagine if they can you imagine if he didn't take a risk on that and what he'd have to pay him next year? Like, Jesus, he'd be paying like eight, probably like eight and a half. I wouldn't doubt. Eight and a half a year. Because you're setting a precedent where it's like when young guys are free agents and just other players come in too. Like if like Matt Savoy, for example, I think this is a good example. So say Matt Savoy comes up and he's doing the same trajectory as a Thompson or a Cousins. And you're like, and the cap's going to keep going up. So you're going to, and when you lock in guys like Thompson seven by seven and Cousins seven by seven, when you're doing that, you're setting a precedent where it's like we're trying to build a long-term winning franchise here to be a contender for the next decade plus, hopefully, or whatever you want to say. You have to underpay guys right now in the NHL. Guys have to – that's how you do it, essentially. Um, And when you set that precedent that Tage Thompson makes $7.2 or whatever he makes, Dylan Cousins makes 7.1, Matt Savoy starts popping off in – three years and you're like, eh. and he's going to, you keep your cost control down because you can't have Matt Savoy on his first contract. You're going to, you really buddy, you want to make more than Tage Thompson. Mm-mm. Yeah. But yeah. I think that, I think that almost, do you think that gets dangerous at some point with, no, because at some point a player is going to surpass somebody and they're going to be, it's good. You're going to be worth more, but I think you slow down getting to that, cap ceiling and you're in just cap purgatory every year like Vegas. Well, I get it, but I guess what I'm asking is, do you think that gets to a point where it's it almost becomes resentment with guys because it's the whole thing, right, where, you know, at some point you get a guy locked in long term like that, I think a couple things can happen. One, toward the second half of that deal, that guy's kind of bitching and pissed off at it because he's like, you know, I'm way underpaid for what I produce. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out if we can restructure here. And then two, you also get the situation where it's like, if you do get a young guy that's really popping off, you know, if I'm, if I'm that kid and they're like, Oh really? You want to make more than this guy? Well, yeah, I do. I don't give a shit if he took a discount, like that's not my bank account. Right. And then you get that kind of like animosity. I feel, I feel like there's a very fine line. Like it's such a smart move from the GM's perspective of locking a guy in young um, or it the kind of as their trajectories going up at that bargain. But I do think you set yourself up for some really tough conversations down the line, because just because you signed Tage Thompson at a discount doesn't mean that the next guy is going to be yeah, but willing and, to. And that's where I, I guess to expand on my point though, it's like Tage is a discount now right like is it gonna stay that way probably well that's what i was yeah it's like so it's all relative where you're gonna have like let's be because you're gonna have then eventually you got dolly and power you're gonna be making close to 10 million i would imagine dolly's probably gonna be a double digit defenseman i think owen power is gonna be too I mean that kid's yeah, yeah he may be deal. he may be they just have more time with him because obviously exactly rookie deal. So 
And it's just different. It's and I think too because I'm thinking about a pure hockey brain versus. Actually, like we don't we don't have as much time with Owen Power. Uh, we gave him his rookie deal last year. Yeah, because they because he played. We burned we burned ten games with him, so yeah. he has already less. Um, that's probably why the incentive to lock up some of those players at cheap was make it now so that we have two years of buffer before we have to sign him. Um, I was just, I was thinking that Benny, like what happens if Tage Thompson ends on, he keeps going on this trajectory and is right on par with McDavid scoring wise, like, you know, three, three years from now, what do you do? Does he come back and say like, I want to raise like what, what happens there? But then that's a good problem to have, too, because Colorado just did it, and then they got a cup out of it because McKinnon took less money. And then you were able to keep guys like Rantanen around because you can – That's you true. I mean? and that's guys, true. Hockey guys want to win. Yeah. So it's like they – when they get – They're not their, all about – yeah, they're not They're not seeking money contracts. They're yeah, just about as much – At this point, he might be somewhere where he's like, I signed for seven two, three years ago. I should be making what now? nine or 10, like, you know, taxes. It's like it when some of these guys, I feel like too, especially, you know, they're there. We look at them. It's, it's easy to forget just at face value, the human level and athletes, right. Where it's like, you want them, you're, you're already making money that you never dreamed you would make. Most of guys, some, you know, in the especially NHL, in your, in your twenties, in your twenties also, yeah, like that's exactly. an important part to it too. Exactly. And like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, what's that 2 million that I think I gave him for the discount for me personally versus having the lifetime memories of deep playoff runs, winning Stanley cups. I think that's a big thing where, yeah, finances are finances. You got to take care of your people. But when it's 7 million versus 9 million, I think it's easier to swallow that where it's like, I'm making seven. I think I could be making nine, but again, too, like what McKinnon did, he didn't complain. He fucking took the, he took a discount. He kept playing. They won a Stanley cup. Guess what? Got paid. Now he's making what you know what I mean. So I think I just think it one hundred percent is case by case dependent on the guy. Because I Mm -hmm. think if you look at like Crosby did it, all the guys in Boston did it, McKinnon did it, where they were making less than they could have, and that's a legacy too, right? Right. But the flip side of that is. You know, somebody else comes in young, maybe isn't willing to do that. Um, you know, that's one thing. But two, like case by case, right? Like that's these guys' jobs. And as much as we like to think, like everybody is that Nathan McKinnon, like I just want to grind and win a cup. There's plenty of guys, and honestly, I don't have a problem with it, that are just totally cool with like, yeah, man, I'm not on a contender, but shit, I live in California and I go to the beach every day and I play for the Ducks and I'm making, you know, $9 million. Like, I don't care. Like, I got more time to golf in the offseason. And also that. you're living it. That's that's also like ideal, too, is because those guys fly so under the radar. They're making huge money and they can go out to a grocery store. No problem. Don't even get recognized. No one gives a shit about who you are. You know, and like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I think there's a lot of I think we 
when we look at professional athletes and this isn't a hockey thing, it's just an athletes thing in general. I think we like to romanticize the idea that it's for the love of the game, but in reality, that's their their job, right? Like, so if, if they can make, if they can make more money going somewhere else, but maybe not win a cup, I think there's a much higher percentage of players in any sport that would take that deal than we care to think as fans. I also think that another thing that contributes to the, to the money factor um, is that um, the NHL just as a league doesn't make nearly as much money as the NBA and the NFL. I feel like a lot of those deals um, in the NBA and the NFL, the ones that are just absolute lucrative money is a principal thing because you're saying you guys are making so much money off of us you got to kick this back. Whereas the NHL is not making that much money off of players. And there's a lot of players in the league. Like, it's so like kind of how bad when you think about it, because we talk about NHL contracts and we're like, man, this guy's making so much money. Like, and Jeff, yeah, but Josh Smith, Allen just made $37 million. And that's, in- and that's exactly where I was going with it. Right. Like Jeff Skinner <laughs> gets like, he gets beat up worse than anyone in Buffalo because of the contract. He signed and people are like, they're paying him 9 million, whatever. And then it's like, you know, you got you you got Josh Allen who's gonna make forty five million a year. Yeah, and obviously he's a stud, but it's just one of those things like it's funny the way we talk about it in hockey, where we're like, man, this guy's making seven or this guy's making eight, that's gonna be tight on the cap. And then in other sports you got one guy making forty million a year. That's like right. No, I get it. And it's just one of those things though where it's again, it's kind of a culture thing too, where um, you know, I think a lot of guys in hockey are just, you know, they're gonna, they'll forego their chance to chase a paycheck to try to win a cup, I guess is what I was getting at. And that's what I think you see sometimes when, you know, it's like, okay, to put in, just to put in this quick, I just did a quick Google search. Uh, where is this? The NHL last year. They were real down, by the way. Uh, their revenue last year in 2020-2021 was $2.9 billion. Just to put in perspective. What's that? What's that? Like week one of the preseason in the NFL? The NFL in 2021 made $17.19 billion. Yeah. So like just that amount of money being spread around the league. Like. Yeah. I, it's a it's a principal thing at the end of the day. Are these guys worth more than the NHL hockey player that's right down the street? Probably not as like an athletic human being. Probably not. But the NFL makes so much more money off of them as their with their likeness. So I think it just becomes a principal thing that the NFL players just have to ask for that much money or the NFL is just going to make 17 billion dollars while giving guys you know a seven million dollar contract like that's i think it's going to be said to the life expectancy in certain sports as well where i think hockey's a little longer way longer the you have the chance to play for good money in other countries and like the nba you can do that i think right but the nfl you're not you know, like yeah, that's it's really you can not, have a fi- yeah, you could have a five year career in the NFL, and that's not uncommon for a lot of players. Most, like, I think the average career, yeah, is the like, average career is less it's than like that. it's like two years or less, really. 
the it's, average. Yeah, the well, okay, because I guess because I guess yeah, because you're really only like the guys that are going to have longer careers are the first twelve to twenty four players on that team. There's still yeah. about. 30 to 40, 30 to 40 players on that team that are just riding the bench or on the practice squad that are probably going to fizzle out after three, four years, realistically. Yeah. They might bounce around from practice squad to practice squad, but like what you're making, like 50 grand, 60 grand, probably, you know, in a season or something. I'm sure it's more than that. It's probably like a couple hundred thousand, but still. Like compared to what you know, the guy that's on the field is making is it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Look how quick it took us to get back to money talk on the podcast. Thirty five minutes into the into our first one back, we love it. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but it's such an interesting conversation, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's so many layers to it. I feel like, but I love your point too, too, because. It's like sometimes you catch yourself talking about these guys when you know they're still human beings and money's money, right? And you like to think like for the love of the game and stuff. And I, I couldn't agree with you more that I do think it's a more it's a lot more realistic than like just um oh, taking less for the love of the game. There's more guys just getting the money because even so, even in a sport like hockey nascar even maybe nascar is a good example right racing where you can like you have a longer life expectancy and something like that where you don't get the injuries and the turnover and just beating up like you do in something like football and everything so football you have to maximize as much money in little as time possible pretty much it's that and it's also right like there's two things right one like i said people forget this is their job and how many of us that have to work nine to fives, if somebody out there, it was a direct competitor of whatever company you work for, and they were like, yeah, you could do the same exact job you do now, but I'll pay you, you know, 50,000 more, or I'll pay you, you know, a 50% increase or whatever. Almost every single one of us is going to take that offer. And there's right. nothing wrong with that, right? That's just, you got to do what you got to do. And it is what it is. So I think people kind of forget that and like, this is their job, but the, and the other piece of it too, as far as, you know, the game goes, these team sports, they're not performance based when you think about it. Right. So obviously the contract that you sign when Tage Thompson signs a seven year, $7 million a year contract, he signed that based on his previous performance. But if he goes out there next year and he scores three goals and has 30 assists and he's a non-factor, they still owe him $7 million. This isn't, yeah. this isn't like golf or racing where if you're playing terrible or you're driving really terrible – you're not making money, right? Like if you show up to a if you show up to five golf tournaments in a row and you don't make the cut at all, you're losing money out of your pocket because you just paid to travel there and you paid your caddy and you didn't make any money in the tournament. It can kind right? of also go to say that in the NFL too. Um, if you have a year where you're injured, you don't get your guaranteed money then. Right. And it's like but it's also like it still it's still not performance based right so yeah you're right you want to bump that up as much as you can but like josh josh allen balled out 
signed his big deal. Patrick Mahomes balled out, signed his big deal. But if if Patrick Mahomes comes back next year after the Super Bowl and half asses it and throws ten touchdowns and twenty five interceptions and is like, nah, I'm I'm chilling. I got a couple rings in my cash. Like they still owe him the same amount of money as if he goes out there and throws forty touchdowns and wins another Super Bowl. I think another factor, too, is also the way that the players enter the league. Um, NFL and NBA is very similar, where the big money is. They've been working really hard for high school and then four, right around four years of college where they didn't see any money at all, but we're seeing how much collegiate sports was bringing in money-wise to these teams. So then when they get to the NFL, they're like, okay, pay me now. You know, like we need this money now. We've been working this long. Whereas like a guy in the NHL, he could be walking in at 19 years old and make $250,000, $300,000, no problem, you know, from a, a, a junior program or something. You know, obviously that's really generous, but you get drafted and make a starting lineup. You're making 950K off the bat at 19 years old. Like you're going to be happy with anything at that point, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a lot different when you get the money at 19 versus the money at 21, 22, roughly. You know, you're playing catch-up for all those years that you were in college for, whereas in hockey, you're starting fresh, and you probably don't have, you know, any any debt or anything like that because you've been taken care of or whatever, but you're, you're starting fresh, and you you got a long career ahead of you to make that money, whereas, like, NFL, it's like, I'm here. I'm now. I need to make this money. I don't know how long my career is going to last. And if I don't make it, I could miss out on it for the rest of my life. So I think that's a whole nother factor that adds to it, too, is that the age that players come into the league in the NHL versus NBA, NFL, too. Mm. NBA is kind of, can be kind of similar to the NHL, I feel like. But the NFL, like, because they have to play at least two years, three years three. of college. They play yeah. Three. No, but I'm just meeting with basketball of like how you just typically like obviously the big players usually go to college and like it's different now with the NIL deals. But, you know, uh, in previous, you know, previously, these players were waiting three, four years until they were getting their big paycheck pretty much, you know, while also seeing how much money like LSU or Kentucky brings in, you know, for a basketball program. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's, kind of hard to say like – I'm bringing you guys all this business, all this publicity, and I get nothing out of it. It's know? like being a sales guy and not getting a commission track. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's fun. Um, yeah, you close, close a $500,000 deal and you don't see right. anything of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else, boys? What else is going on, though? Um, we, we already we, we chatted a lot here. Um, I just got to ask you guys. I got I to gotta ask you. Yeah. Um, was it holding? Yeah, it it was, but it it didn't matter. <laughs> it did not matter. It was holding, um, because the camera angle they kept showing on the broadcast was it was the wrong one. Yeah, so I don't know. That was people just looking for a reason. The, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. Let's be honest; like everyone hates them because they're good. Um, and you. And I don't know. It's just there's a lot of similarities to me with like the New England thing. It's different without like, you know, the longevity's not there yet. So it's easy to just sit here and say that now, right? But 
It just kind of has like, that same vibe where it's like, no matter what Patrick Mahomes does, people are going to just like, oh, fuck Patrick Mahomes. It's like, why? It's like, oh, well, his brother and his wife are annoying. It's like, what? We're talking about Patrick here. He's sick. Gained, awesome. gained a whole lot of respect after seeing the breakdown of how they won, how the coach found a flaw from week four against the Jags in the Eagles defense. I mean, oh, yeah. you love that. That's yeah. That's, that's why you, why you win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. So, um, and honestly too, I'm in a way, I'm glad the chiefs won because I think that is going to continue to make the bills look at themselves and reevaluating and how they approach it. Um, Cause that's what you want when you're supposed to be a contender, right? Like the constant, reevaluating of like, are we as good as we should be? Are we doing the things the right way? Whatever to trust the process stuff that we're, we're always, we're, we're talking about, right. When it comes to the bills. So um, one thing I did want to ask you guys though, who's getting in, in the East playoffs in the NHL. Mm. Well, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now, but I've actually I, I'm, and I'm, I've and been... I'm saying when don't think I'm not saying like right now, just whatever. I mean like realistically, who do you think is the those last two spots? Hmm. I I still like the Pens. I'm gonna be honest with you. Me too. And the reason I say that is because I'm looking at it right now. The Pens are the number one wild card spot at 63 points. The Caps are the number two wild card spot at 62. And then right behind that, you have the Islanders and you have Florida at 61 and 60. But the Pens have uh, three games in hand on Washington, and they're one point ahead of them. They are two points ahead of the Islanders with four games in hand, and they have four games in hand on Florida, and they're three points ahead of them. So I just like the fact that they have extra games and they're already a couple points ahead. But the Sabres, they're sitting in that that fifth spot looking to, to claw a couple spots up for the wild card now. And they're at 56 points, but they've got five games in hand on Florida and the Islanders, and they're only, they're only four points behind Florida, five behind the Islanders. And... Um, you know, they got four games in hand on Washington, and they're only six points behind. So the Sabres are going to be dangerous coming down the stretch, too. I think people are starting to to forget because they've had a couple games where they've been sliding after uh, the break here. But ultimately, they're still right in the mix, and those, those games in hand, I think, are going to be huge coming down the stretch for a couple of these teams. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think we could kind of – I think Pittsburgh's pretty much almost a lock in there. I think uh, so. They've, yeah. been, they've been hovering around. They really haven't dipped, but I think you can kind of make a little sneaky move on uh, the caps with the games in hand possibly. But a uh, big key is coming out of the this road trip with – two more uh, two wins pretty much considering we really screwed ourselves on the first one yeah i think the i think pens for me are gonna take the at least the top one but man i and i'm i'm fighting the sabers fan in me saying this like i don't think the capitals are getting in i would like them to i'm an ovechkin fan by the way shout out to the ovechkin family sorry um his father just passed um, recently too, I believe. So 
Alex and family thinking of you there. Sorry for your loss uh, to the great eight, but I want to see him in the playoffs. I want to get, see him get another cup. I just don't think the team around him is good enough and they're, they're kind of aging and it's just one of those things. So I really think for me, I think it's going to be the Islanders if I had to bet money right now. Um, you know, but it's hard to say with Florida. I mean, that, that 12, 16 and three road record and the minus one goal differential is, is crazy to me. Um, and I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, Paul Maurice being there, that's his I don't know how that's going. It does they have too much talent to be where they are right now, actually, in my opinion. So but I just don't think it's going well for them. They they had a letdown year last year, the trade. I don't think they bounced back from that, the Kachuk trade. So um because they really didn't replace Mackenzie Weger and that edge he kind of can bring to a game, and that's a right shot defenseman. So you know, those are hard to come by. Um, if I was a bad man, I'd say it's Pittsburgh and the Islanders, but God damn it, darn, are the Sabres in a good spot, and they could be in a better spot if they fix that damn home record. Yeah, Islanders picking up Horvath's big. Yeah. I, uh, He's a good I, fucking hockey player, that guy. I had heard a, a quite the debate coming from Mr. Sidney Crosby, who uh, doesn't isn't very outspoken very much, but um, brought up – at the all-star break, uh, the playoff format about how he does not enjoy it. Uh, I think that that's a pretty, that's a pretty big thing because he really doesn't say much um, in regards to the league. And if, yeah, if he's saying it, I would say that 95% of the league is probably feeling that as well. So um, good chance we could see a change in the off season possibly with that. I also think it's tough too because, like, a guy like that who isn't very outspoken, I think it magnifies everything he says too. Right? Yeah, not, for not, sure. Not only is he an incredible hockey player, but he's somebody where if you don't talk a lot, usually when you carry talk, some weight, people mm-hmm. listen. You mm-hmm. know, and and like you've said, Derek, like he he probably isn't speaking up if he hasn't talked to other players around the league to kind of get a pulse on how they're feeling too. Oh yeah, right. Like I gotta believe that's a message. It didn't just come from him, or didn't just come from the Penguins locker room. But those are you know guys across the league that he's you know got friendships with and talked to. I think it's definitely that too. But I I was thinking as well uh, to add on that, Tudor. That's just a veteran Sidney Crosby knowing where he's at in his career, who he is as a player, a leader, a teammate, whatever you want to say, right? You, you, using his voice. Yeah, he know he knew that with All Star Weekend, a lot of cameras around, lots of microphones. He, I think that was a very strategic thing. That, and again, too, like you said, probably had a lot of conversations about it, and probably was a, at least a little bit pre-planned about yeah. a good time to kind of put that out there. Cause I'm sorry, Gary Bettman doesn't seem like the most accessible guy in the world to me when it comes no. to get feedback from people outside of his <laughs> inner circle. So, um, yeah. God, I just, I, somebody's got to make a meme. If anyone's listening to this, it makes memes of the one where the guy's whispering to Gary Bettman and he's got that look on his face. Just have it. Someone Photoshop sit in there saying playoff format sucks. Or something. It'd uh, uh, be a great one. You hear that? You hear that? Addition memes. Yeah, addition memes. Wherever he's at, gotta be listening. I, I, I would think, right? I mean, 
That's another thing too, everybody. If uh, you guys can ever figure out who the heck Dishin memes is, because we've offered him a job about twelve times, and you would think you spend you make memes about a lot of a lot of memes about one company or two couple of things that if they hit you up, you'd be like, yeah, this is what I wanted. But this is a real mystery to us. It's a we have a lot of laughs about it in the office with each other. So. If you if anyone has any leads on it, we'll get you a nice fat discount code because we want to hire this fella. I can tell you that it's not me as much as you guys think it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to I'll go to my grave accusing as there, much uh, as it is. <laughs> I really it's part of me just I when I if whenever I do it I just like that smirk on Derek's face that I hope for when he says I had you boys it was me <laughs> I just want it I want no it way. I, right. I I can't even think of something that good. Um, but yeah, so dish and memes, we want you, man. Who you know, we don't we just, we want to talk to you because it's, it's incredible. So like, get us get hit us back. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of we got a good coverage of everything. I think, boys. Um, I'm glad we were able to connect finally before Derek takes off to Australia for, uh, for wrapping up the uh, big project he's working on. Um, can't wait to see you hug a koala, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, if I can get yeah. close enough to one. Yeah, right. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, it's just been good to get back. Uh, a little rusty, I'm sure, for, for all of us. But um, we've been trying to get back for many weeks now, so it was good to get, get one under the belt and uh, – like I said, everybody, for now, we're going to keep it we're week to week um, just with everyone's schedules for a little bit longer here, a bit chaotic. But like I said, big plans coming for the rest of the year and, and beyond um, that we're actively working on, even if we're not doing an episode. We, Derek, Tudor, all the boys behind the scenes, we're all talking about it daily, weekly. We, we're working on stuff and just to continue to advance this product and this show forward and give you guys an even better product. So. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So just stay tuned. We'll be week to week. Um, we're going to try and, like I said, as soon as we possibly can, we're going to get back to, to regular episodes and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Sorry again, everybody. Um, our holiday was extended, but, uh, we're, we're getting back in the swing of things here. Things are lightening up, lightening up a bit, but, uh, that's all I had to say. Tudes and Derek, you guys got anything before we sign off? No, I think that's about it. Nothing here. Derek, safe travels. I'm looking forward to thank you, uh, thank seeing you. the, seeing the, uh, the documentary when it's uh, complete and hearing all about your trip. I think that's going to be a little while, but yeah, at least uh, yeah, it'll we'll, get something in the, we'll get something in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Love it. All right, everybody. Um, I'd say my usual, we'll see you next week, but it's like 50-50 right now. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll see. We'll try and get some stuff going here. Um, and like I said, it's it's not going to be a long layoff like it has been since the holiday. We're on. We're definitely on the tail end of it here. So just stay stay tuned, everybody. I promise we're we're hustling. Thanks for tuning in. So good to be back, and we will talk to you soon, everybody. Later. <laughs>